Welcome to the Humanity Matters Podcast, where we discuss and reflect on faith and philosophy, nonprofit leadership, and social issues. We want to engage ideas on what it means to be a free human being in the pursuit of human flourishing. For more information, visit our website, philipfletcher.org. And now, the Humanity Matters Podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Humanity Matters Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Philip Fletcher. Hey, once you connect with me on Facebook, Dr. Philip Fletcher. Also, you can find me on YouTube. Look at the Humanity Matters series and all the great video content that's being put out there to help increase opportunities to discuss and engage ideas regarding human flourishing. Also, you can find me on the Instagram, Dr. Philip Fletcher, as well as Twitter, at Phil Fletcher. Hey, support the podcast on Anchor. Appreciate it. You listen to this, listen to the sponsors. Hey, you just may just want to drop a couple of bucks because that goes a long way in improving content, research, and all that good stuff. Also, you can support me on PayPal. Fletcher 73 at gmail.com. Appreciate all of those who go and leave a review or a rating. So, on the Humanity Matters podcast, which is available at iTunes or on Spotify or Google Play or wherever you get your podcast content, give me a rating. Give me a review. I appreciate it very much. Hey, coming up on... Next Sunday, December 5th, 2020, is Ask Dr. Phil, that great year-end event where you get to dictate the direction of the podcast as well as the Facebook Live, the Humanity Matters Weekly, which happens on Sundays. So send me a question. You can send me a question at the email, humanitymatterspodcast at gmail.com. And I will take your questions. It's a great time to interact with people and to hear what's going on in your lives. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. I hope you had some good turkey, good dressing, sweet potatoes. I know I did. Me and the family went to Denver for a week just to relax and see the sights. Beautiful place. If you've never been to Denver, or if you live out in that area, it's a beautiful place. Highly recommend it. Hey, so here is the quote of the day, and it comes from Ludwig von Mises. If war is regarded as advantageous, then laws will not be allowed to stand in the way of going to war. On the first day of any war, all the laws opposing obstacles to it will be swept aside. And that is Ludwig von Mises. Check him out. A lot of great content, great writer from back in the day. So just been really reflecting on COVID-19. It's been quite a year. And I remember it was early March and was watching... TV newscast concerning 
the COVID-19 situation and I was reading the closed captioning and that headline invoked wartime language. Now I'm pretty familiar with that as a veteran and someone who's deployed into combat zones and you recognize the language, the tenor that is being used from a military setting. So I was, you know, surprised that it was being used in regards to what would become a pandemic. So it was a curious use of words, considering we were dealing with this virus. So there was no geographic location. It was everywhere. That's why it's called a pandemic. There was no hostile forces with military capacity uh, that was preparing to meet head-on American military force. There were no press conferences involving the Pentagon and the usual representation that you would find regarding war. There was nothing about President Donald Trump going to Congress to get a declaration of war. So as I was watching, you know, reading, you know, heard the words, uh, it seemed as if the political leadership and the bureaucracy was preparing a nation that was about to engage in hostilities. So you hear words, war, front lines, you know, frontline workers, essential workers, that kind of language, battle, combat. So, like I said, I got experience with war, no stranger to deployments, operation orders, following the laws of war, especially within combat zones. So it's a surreal experience of victories and losses. There's no winners in war. I know the history books say one thing, but there's no winners in war. Medals, promotions, parades will never replace the loss of friends. And there's just like this stark realization you may lose your life in a foreign land, never to see loved ones again. But hey, a war, if you will, and how it was framed, visited the shores of the United States of America. We, during 2020, have been in the midst of a COVID-19 war. So, you know, it got me thinking, like, how do you mobilize a nation? How do you garner the support of the majority of your citizens to justify the expansion of government authority and significantly influence the economic situation of your nation. Well, you enter into a war. If you look at the conduct of wars in our history, two things are for sure. You're going to see the expansion of government authority and a significant impact on the economic situation. But even more importantly, the significant impact on the lives of people. Something to think about. Here's the thing about war as it's prosecuted today. Wars are not fought by political leaders. I think it was Hoover who said uh, essentially that old men uh, vote to go to war and they send young men to fight and die in those wars. So wars are fought by the citizens who are called to sacrifice life, property, and emotional well-being for a vision concocted by political leaders. I like to think of it this way, that war is like a time for Caesars and Pharaohs and Thanos. Well, what do you mean? Like, 
A war is a time for Caesars and Pharaohs and Thanoses? Yeah. Think about it. It was through wars Caesar sought to achieve what was called the Pax Romana and the glory of Rome. And it was through war Pharaohs sought to justify their positions as gods. Wars are means used by men and women to consolidate more agency over the lives of everyday people. Yes, it can be about territory and it can be about this enemy that is out there is threatening a particular way of life. These men and women possess a vision of how the world should look like. And if it cannot be accomplished through debate and persuasion, then what is required is the identification of an enemy, a threat to our national safety and security. War is a, is a time when individuals or small elected groups rise up and, you know, they persuade us, you know, through words such as public good, health and well-being, our national safety, defeat this enemy. Those are words that's been used here in 2020. Think about it. The public good, health and well-being, our national safety, defeat this enemy so that we can have this new normal. So when this form of communication is no longer effective, the same persons motivated by a specific vision of the world implement terms such as guidance and orders and fines and curfews to further advance the cause of peace and a return to quote-unquote normal life. Again, think about what Ludwig uh, von Mises was talking about. Like when war comes about, you know, the existing laws are moved out of the way, right? So that the war can be conducted. So that some vision can be obtained under the guise of, again, public safety, health and well-being, our national safety, defeat the enemy. And who has to fight the war? Everyday people. And it's the everyday people that ultimately suffer. Because in war, there's no winners. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Dr. Philip Fletcher. Welcome to the Humanity Matters Podcast. And we're talking about COVID-19, reflecting on 2020 and how the use of war language has, at the very beginning of this pandemic, at least here in the United States, kind of framed everything going forward. So, like, we're in an environment of war. We're on a wartime footing. The environment of war is like a time for a nation or a state to expand power. And it will enlist its citizens to carry out some level of the burdensome work. Well, why is it a burdensome work? Well, we've seen our jobs get impacted. Notice again... Um, what I started with is there's an expansion of government authority, but then also there's a significant impact on our economy. And our economy depends on men and women trading one thing for another, one thing of value for something of another thing of value so that both parties can walk away like satisfied. But when you have Businesses have to be shut down or have reduced hours and you have people that are being laid off. There are ripple effects. And that's a burden on everyday men and women, especially those who are middle income and low income. 
right? If you don't have a nest egg to fall back on to maintain the standard of your living, and if you are living like day to day or paycheck to paycheck, when you hear a closure in order to prosecute a war for the public good, right, for national safety, that becomes a burden, especially on those who are uh, in the economic situation of the middle income, low middle income, and the poor. Mm, that's something to think about. So our social norms and behaviors are also going to be disrupted. And so citizens, everyday citizens, who may not have ever raised their right hand to uh, swear an oath to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States, they in some way become citizen soldiers carrying out the orders of superiors, i.e. elected leaders, the bureaucrats. So what is the result if soldiers choose not to comply? Well, this is where a leader such as a Thanos can rise up. So you remember Thanos, right? I mean, if last year, 2019, it was Endgame, it was the culmination of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and it was the original Avengers who had to find a way to defeat Thanos and bring everybody back uh, who disappeared because of the snap that happened in Infinity War. Check it out. I'm shocked if, at least if you live in America, you have not seen some aspect of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And so Thanos had this vision for the universe. He wanted to put into balance the universe with the snap of a finger. So he consolidated power in the form of Infinity Stones. Hear that? He consolidated power in the form of Infinity Stones. And in one simple gesture, one half of the universe was reduced to ashes. What then, Thanos? And so this is what he said, right? I finally rest and watch the sunrise on a grateful universe. The hardest choices require the strongest wills. So he said that uh, back in Infinity War. But the culmination of that was the snap at the end of Infinity War. And then Endgame was the, you know, how did they respond to uh, Thanos really carrying out his vision, right? And who suffered? Everyday people, men and women, not only on planet Earth, but throughout the universe. So this is what's happening right now in 2020, the COVID-19 war, right? A war prosecuted by both political parties, and we, everyday people, we are the means to their desired end. We are in the middle, man, like we're in the middle of a conflict which has created a prime environment for the rise of Caesars and Pharaohs and Thanoses. We're being told this war and the associated actions are necessary to bring about a quote-unquote grateful universe. Now, I'm not diminishing the fact that the pandemic has caused people to be sick, and sadly, in many cases, people have died across uh, the world, like over 200,000 here in America. So it becomes, well, are you participating in this war? And if not, how are you looked at? So for those who do not participate, they will experience the snap. Well, what do I mean? So it's like the snap of shame, right? Put your mask on. If you don't wear your mask, then you don't love your neighbor. 
You're not valuing people who are uh, weak and elderly, right? You know, it's the snap of shame. You know, in some cases, this year, people have been dragged off buses by law enforcement. They've been arrested in stores. You know, citations for being in a car to worship. And in some cases, imprisonment. So, what will it take for us to learn we were created in freedom? Something to think about. So this guy, John DePassos, wrote a book reflecting on the actions of President Roosevelt concerning the New Deal and World War II. A New Deal, which pretty much laid the groundwork for much of what is deemed normal in today's society regarding social programs. So a world war which instituted the military-industrial complex and America's imperial approach, according to Passos, uh, that generation did not heed the lesson. And this is what he said, right? This is in uh, from his book, The Grand Design, written in 1949. But we have not learned, in spite of the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence and the great debates at Richmond and Philadelphia, how to put power over the lives of men into the hands of one man and to make him use it wisely. That's the end of that quote. So, you know, war is a time of Caesars, Pharaohs and Thanoses, and from, you know, from their perspective, the creation of a grateful nation will require the exertion of their wills by using power over us. So when this war is over and life has changed, they'll take a seat, They'll look over the nation and wait for us to say, thank you. Thank you. And it, you know, this year has, uh, again, caused me to reflect, what is it that we've lost? But then also, what is it that we have gained? But in what we've gained, have we gained something for our benefit? Or have we gained things that are going to be towards our Detriment in the long run. There's something to think about. That all of us, whether you are in uniform or not, this has been a year that all of us have been at war. More than likely, there's going to be no medals given. There's going to be no parades. There's going to be no type of ceremony that honors those who have been victorious other than those who are going to go forward, I'm sure, two years from now and say, hey, this is what I did during the pandemic, why you should vote for me again. And for the rest of us, we are going to continue to seek ways to recover out of a situation in which we've lost family members, in which we've been impacted financially. But even more so, how we have possibly lost some freedoms in order that we would be safe. So that's something things to think about. Thank you for joining us at the Humanity Matters Podcast. For more information, visit our website, philipfletcher.org. Like us on YouTube. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. Remember to be loved, be kind, be generous. If we remember to live in hope, we can do the impossible.